Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, all the words she's implying. Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me. Oh! 
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
sitting at your feet is where I want to be. I'm home when I am here with you. Ruined by your grace and never by your gaze. I can't resist the tenderness of you.
right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and it's about 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. And tonight we're broadcasting out of Garland, Texas, and just, uh, you know, taking some time to glory in his name, taking some time to focus on the one that matters most. Well, you know, it's been a different week. You know, um, most of you know, uh, we, you know, just like everybody else, we work throughout the week and go to church in the evenings and on the weekends. And, you know, for us, we have radio ministry at night, not kind of like church or fellowship for us. But, you know, sometimes it can get real tedious, you know, just trying to take care of your everyday stuff, you know, just getting into the normal grind, taking care of business as usual, and you know, it can get weary, it can get tedious, it can get kind of exhausting even, but you know, we've got to take time, we've got to find time to rest in this presence, the word tells us You know, don't be weary in well-doing, because we'll reap a harvest if we faint not. In other words, don't stop. Don't give up. You know, there's got to be a place in you. There's got to be something that you set in your mind that no matter what happens, you're going to keep going forward. You're going to keep pressing in. The Bible says Jesus set his face like a flint. He was determined to fulfill the assignment of God on his life. He was determined to do what the Father asked of him. He was purposed in his heart. He was set to finish his course. And for Jesus, that course was the cross. That was his purpose. That was his assignment. That was one of them anyway. You know, it's not finished. That wasn't the only thing he did. In fact, he's still at work taking care of the business of the kingdom. But you know... He knew no matter what, speaking of Christ, he knew no matter what was going on, whatever the Father asked, whatever the Father desired, whatever the the Father required of him, that's what he had to do. That's what he had to give. That's who he had to be. You know, he tells us to take up our cross and to follow him. Tells us that if we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. And there's a certain place where desire is good and determination is good, but it's not enough. You can have the want to. But there's got to be a discipline. There's got to be an overcoming, a conquering spirit.
spirit on the inside of you, a finishing work on the inside of you, where you allow the spirit of God on the inside of you to rise up and to fulfill that which the Father's called you to, to fulfill and to finish and to complete your course and to finish strong. You know, if you build a house and you only build it halfway, you stop in the middle of the process. Then at that point, when you stop in the middle of the process, the benefit of that house, the benefit of that structure doesn't serve its whole purpose, doesn't fulfill the purpose that it was intended for. You don't start a project and then in the middle of it stop and expect it to benefit or expect it to fulfill its purpose. And if you have a house that's half built, maybe a room or two completely finished and the rest of it's just foundation, or even if you have the whole structure done but there's no ceiling or roof or or structure in place to to keep it from being out of the elements of the weather, then eventually the whole structure itself can be ruined or, or become no good or, or of no benefit at all. In fact, if, if you don't finish the project, oftentimes the whole project has to be scrapped. What am I saying? Listen, we've got to start to follow through with the things the Lord's telling us. We've got to finish with the plans and purposes of God, the things that he's leading us to do. How do we do that? How do we get to that place? Listen. You can run, and you can try to accomplish your goals, and you can try to do the things that you intend and purpose in your heart to do purely by emotion, purely by your passion, purely by your own desires. And there may be a certain amount of grace or strength that comes along with that, a certain amount of motivation that comes along with that. And for many people, a year or two or maybe a decade, and they can go strong, but eventually... Things can get you weary and things can burn you out and things can come to a screeching halt even. That's why it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the Spirit of God in our lives to help us to stay motivated, to help drive us and push us, so to speak, into the purposes of God. You know, a lot of times it's just mere, merely motivation that we need. And again, when I say motivation, I don't mean human motivation. I don't mean motivation that's fueled by human means. But I mean Holy Spirit motivation. Holy Spirit purpose. A lot of times we just get weary. 
We lose heart. We get faint. We get to a place where it just seems so tough. But listen, your happiest moments in life are going to dissipate. And at some point, your energy is going to dissolve. It's, it's going to happen. It can happen in a moment. Suddenly, you might have an excitement about accomplishing your dreams or your goals. Then you just wake up one morning and they're gone. But a lot of times, people lose their motivation. People with great potential, with great abilities, great talents. But listen, we need to find a way to get drive and enthusiasm for the goals that God puts in us, for the worthwhile dreams and ideas that we have inside of us. Listen, you need to realize that at some point everything in your life can break down, it can burn out, it can crash, it can stop. You know, it doesn't matter how great. You know, I'm in the IT industry, and sometimes I work on some of the most high-end technical stuff that's out there, some of the -the top-of-the-line computer stuff. And it comes with warranties. And it's top-notch. It's made to last. But, you know, even a hard drive or a thumb drive or a memory stick or something in that computer can go out, and it can crash. And within five or ten minutes, everything that you have in that computer, if you don't have it backed up, can be lost. Everything changed. And it happens. It happens. But we've got to get our motivation back. You know, when I think about those computers, I realize everything can break down, everything burns out, everything crashes. The best of the best. How do you repair it? How do you face it? How do you confront it? How do you correct it? We have to get to a place where we can renew our motivation and enthusiasm. Where we can get past discouragement and despondency and get to a place where we don't feel like giving up. But listen, there's certain steps that we can take. We need to realize nothing's foolproof. But you have to have the ability to stay motivated. Your success is determined by it. Look, motivation is your energy, your passion. It's a necessary ingredient for life if you want to achieve. Look, your financial success depends on your ability to stay motivated to be productive on your job, right? But in like manner, your spiritual success requires your ability to stay motivated towards God's word and and having a prayer life and being in his presence. 
What you stay focused on is going to determine your feelings. So it's very important we stay focused on the things of God. Whatever atmosphere you have around you literally does affect your motivation. The people you associate with affect your motivation, what you're focusing and what you're staying uh, in tune with and in tune to. It determines your motivation. You've got to learn to motivate yourself. You know the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Listen, when nobody was around, when nobody was there to help him, David had to encourage himself in the Lord. There's going to be times in your life when nobody's going to be there. You've got to learn how to stay motivated. Ministries fail. Because they ministers get broken in their focus. Instead of thinking about something they could achieve or a goal, they feel the pain of rejection or they get confused over unmotivated saints, people that that fall in their walk. People in ministry get so focused on that that they, they lose their motivation. Look, divorce courts are full of people that lost their motivation to develop communication skills and and keep things together in their family life. Listen, if you want to reach your destiny, it's not some inevitable occurrence of fate. It, it actually requires your involvement. Your decisions and your passion determine your destiny. Yes, God plays a huge role in that. But he gives us choice. Look, there's three basic philosophies that exist on the earth. One says God is in control of everything that happens on the earth. The other one says Satan is in control of everything that happens on the earth. And the third thought is that your personal decisions are creating your personal circumstances. I believe there is a kind of a combination of all three. I do believe God is in control of what happens in the earth, but I do believe that he permits the devil to have some control over some things. I do believe, according to the word of God, he gave us dominion and the right to be stewards over the earth. And so your personal decisions are definitely creating circumstances. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. This basically proves that, that what we do is involved in the decisions of our life. If you be willing and obedient You shall eat the good of the land But if you refuse and rebel Now this is Isaiah one nineteen and 20 But this is saying hey, Your personal decisions Are creating your personal circumstances It's, it's up to you to, to learn how to motivate yourself 
It's up to you to create the right atmosphere around you to stay motivated. It's up to you to, to get the right people involved in your life to help you keep your focus. And when when the atmosphere isn't right and the people that surround you aren't right, it's still up to you ultimately to encourage yourself in the things of God and push yourself, drive yourself to go forward. Listen, if you want to stay motivated, you've got to identify what matters most to the heart of God. Identify what matters most to the heart of God. What what does God require of you? What does God expect of you? What does God desire of you? What is he speaking to you about what to do with your life? Find out what God's thoughts on situations and circumstances in your life and that will help your motivation identify what matters most to you about your life figure out what that is what matters to you Look, the will of God's really an attitude more so than a place. Yes, it is geographical, but listen, the very moment that you recognize that you're on the wrong track, what do you do? You cry out to God and give him your whole heart. The moment that you surrender your whole heart to the Lord. The moment you surrender your whole heart to his plan and his will, listen, you'll be in the center of his will. Look, this will help you. Listen, just because you make a wrong decision and it may launch you into a painful season, just because you end up in a wrong relationship that can mess you up or bruise you or batter you or break you, it may take years to turn that around. You may enter into a painful season or seasons because of a foolish decision or a wrong relationship. But listen, in a single moment, if you'll begin to pursue the Lord, if you'll begin to run after God, it'll position you, it'll put you in His presence. You can enter the will of God for your life. God can take the good, the bad, and the ugly of your life. Listen, it's not like God is thrown off or or distracted or Do you think that you really threw God for a loop with your actions? Or didn't he know it before the foundation of the world? Don't you think God knows what he's going to do with your life, with the good, the bad, and the ugly? In a single moment, listen, you can be restored. Your focus can be restored on the goal that generates the joy of the Lord in your life. Begin to identify the factors that create distractions 
and that caused your motivation to become lost. There's a reason for for everything. There's a root cause for everything. It's whenever you lost your, your passion or your motivation for something. Look, there's downward steps that you took. There's certain places you went, certain people you hung out with, certain things you stopped doing or started doing. Begin to identify those influences. Begin to identify those things. Recognize the elements that either awaken your energy or stifle your energy. Recognize the elements that awaken or arouse your your enthusiasm and your passion or dull it down. And your words and conversations greatly affect the motivation around you. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Listen, when people get tired, one of the main reasons people lose their motivation is lack of sleep. Fatigue affects your motivation. Rest and sleep are an achievement. Tired eyes really, really see a great future. Listen, whenever fatigue walks in, faith walks out. Taking on too many things at the same time will affect your motivation. Unhealthy relationships drain you emotionally and mentally. So three main things. Look, fatigue. So get plenty of rest. Unfocused. Being unfocused. Don't take on too many things. Don't take on more than you can handle at once. Stay singularly focused. Take on a few things at a time, and once you accomplish them, then take on some more. There's specific things that will cause loss of motivation, and you need to begin to recognize the elements. Change your words and conversations. Change your atmosphere. Change the, the relationships and the people in your life. Realize what matters most to the heart of God. Realize what matters most to yourself. We'll talk more about that, but, you know, sometimes we just need to stay focused on the things of God. Uh, Well, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that you're wanting us to be motivated, wanting us to go forward, wanting us to stay focused on the things of God. Sometimes we have to watch our relationships. Sometimes we have to watch our workload. Father, help us to discern, Lord, who is right for us. Help us to discern where is right and what is right and how. Things are right for us. Let us be led by your spirit. Let us be led by your voice. 
We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, bless everyone listening tonight. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord. Father, we pray that you breathe your life-giving words over them, Lord, tonight, that your presence and that your Holy Spirit, Father, would touch them. Father, we pray, Lord God, Lord, we declare you're a healer. We declare that by your stripes, people are healed. Father, that your blood is speaking for your children tonight and your covenant for them is healing and wholeness. Father, we declare, Lord, the living Christ brings change and transformation. The word of the Lord brings healing. The blood of Christ speaks for healing now. Lord, we thank you that you're not only physically healing people, but spiritually and emotionally, mentally. Father, we thank you for those that are being born again, those that are turning towards you. Father, we pray that you would just turn the hearts, rip blinders off of eyes and turn people's hearts towards you. Reveal truth. Send laborers into the harvest. We pray for open doors for the ministry of your word. We pray that you'd send laborers into the harvest. We pray, Father God, that you begin to draw in from the north, south, east, and west those that would come in to the body of Christ, those that would be laborers to help build your church. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're making the church a praise in the earth. Thank you for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem tonight, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that our whole bodies, spirits, minds be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we learn to rejoice always and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. We would pray continually without ceasing. We would learn to give thanks and praise for not only you, Father, but for your people and for the things you've blessed us. We just give you all the praise and glory and honor, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you're just tuning in, this is for International Radio.